Autobots transform. Well, hey, welcome back to the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show. I'm Paul. I'm John again. And today it is episode six of season three of Transformers Animated. It is five servos of doom. This episode was written by Andrew Robinson, who brought us the pretty good thrill of the hunt and the fantastic fistful of energon. But the mm. last time on Transformers Animated, it wasn't so fantastic when Wasp found his way to Earth and everybody was kind of an idiot about that. But in this episode, we open with Jazz, Prowl, Optimus, and Sentinel on the hunt for Decepticons. Yep, we're out in the back alley sneaking up on something and Prowl smashes in through a window because that's very stealthy way to do it and he finds a <laughs> signal beacon he's like oh no we've been duped yeah uh so outside after prowl reports that optimus is like well that sucks isn't that right sentinel uh sentinel where'd you go <laughs> and uh, optimus looking around for him sees the shadow walking down another alley and so he goes after that and it turns out it's suck up starscream yeah optimus calls for help but sentinel jumps out behind he's got starscream in the stasis cuffs and he's like eh, you look at the look in your face uh but then when they they everybody shows up and is like how did you catch him uh, suck up Starscream tries to explain and Sentinel literally puts a metal clamp over his mouth. <laughs> yeah, it's like the guy in or what he does to the guy in Beetlejuice when he's trying to say his name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, now back at the Elite Guard ship, Sentinel throws suck up Starscream in a cell and he's also got Blitzwing and Swindle. Yes, he, he kind of plays the Swindle thing off where he's like, ah, I just, I found him in vehicle mode. I just had to pay the parking fine. <laughs> Which I, I like it that it's, it's at least canon because that's where they left Swindle was stuck in vehicle mode. Yeah, but like this guy would pay a fine. <laughs> Oh, yeah. but, uh, no, I just took him. Now Jetfire and Jetstorm are here, and oh, please to be scanning picture of me for fans back home. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't like these guys. I don't like them, and they they make me feel like I'm watching something culturally inappropriate, and I yeah. don't know how, but it makes me feel that way. It's cringy. Something's just not. Yeah, it's, it's just not all cool. Yeah, it's just sometimes it's like, like I said, sometimes it sounds like a luchador, like a bad luchador Latino accent. And then other times, like you said, it sounds kind of like Eastern European block. Slavic kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. It, it's just it's it's just kind of like bad representation, but I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> but these guys do want to know how Sentinel managed to defeat Badness Bot, they call him. And Optimus is like, yes, I'd like to know how you defeated Badness Bot. And because they didn't even hear a fight when he took Starscream in. Yeah, Sentinel gets really defensive. And he's like, yeah, you're out of your depth, Optimus. It's like none of your business. Uh, he storms off. But outside, Optimus tells Prowl about this helmeted shadow. So they go right away back to Optimus HQ. And Prowl's just scanning through helmets. And Optimus is like, nope, nope, nope. That's the one. <laughs> and then it's flashback time. And in this flashback, Warpath brings a stasis cuffed prowl into some kind of dojo, I guess, and drops him in front of George Takei. Yeah, who was also, um, I want to say Sentinel Prime, but uh, who is he? Uh, in he was Prime, Alpha Trion in Prime. In Prime, yeah. Thank you, Alpha Trion, yeah. Um, yeah. And this is, so we find out that Prowl was a draft, or is a draft dodger in the flashback. Warpath is all angry at him, but uh, Yokotron, Yokotron basically says, you know what, I see potential in this guy. Uh, screw off Warpath, so he stumbles away grumbling. And Yokotron tells Prowl, look, man, I'll make you a deal. If you can make it to the door before I can stop you, you're free to go, and all charges will be dropped. Yeah. So Prowl does it like he he's like, yoink, see ya, boing, and he transforms <laughs> and drives away. But I love that, like, when he's standing in front of, uh, in, like, when he's standing in robot mode, he's about 10, 15 feet in front of the door. But when he transforms and drives away, it's like a football field to get there. Yeah, it's like they move the door. <laughs> but uh, 
Yeah, Yokotron is just upon him with the ninja moves here and helps him back up and says, well, since you're staying, you can start by cleaning up the mess. And he just hands him a broom. (laughs) So uh, we go back to uh, present day and Prowl does a very Prowl thing here. Optimus goes, so what do you think, Prowl? And Prowl just drives away. (laughs) He's out of there. No word about anything. He's off to the elite guard ship to talk to Jazz and... uh, Prowl tells Jez that he thinks Master Yokotron is on Earth, fighting the Decepticons and Sentinels taking the credit, but Jez points out that uh, he hasn't been seen for a million years or so now, and apparently he was also his cyber ninja master. Yeah. Uh, this is when Sentinel walks in, he's like, yeah, Yokotron, that, that dip shits, he's dead, fuck him. And uh, he heads out, but Jazz is like, wait a minute, that's not right. So- something's up, and Jazz is starting to get suspicious. Yep, so they're going to follow him. So and they- You know what, Paul, I gotta say, it's so refreshing in this episode, especially in the last one with Where Is Thy Sting, where everybody went, this is suspicious, but I don't think anything's up that way. (laughs) This one, as soon as something's off, like Optimus has found this odd, and now Jazz is finding this odd, the Autobots are being smart in this episode. Yeah, so these two follow him running along rooftops, basically, and but when Sentinel turns down an alley, all of a sudden he's gone when they catch up. And commercial break. And when we come back, it's shut up, to- John. It's a flashback. <laughs> We're in the uh, the dojo again, and Prowl, like he's camouflaged with his holograms, and he tries to jump Yokotron, who just heaves him. Yes, and Yokotron tells him, you know, it's not your weapons; it's the the inner Cyber Ninja or some kind of thing, and you need to learn to fight without your powers that you have now. So he takes his hologram thing, and looks like it takes some of his armor off of his shoulders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Prowl complains about it. But trust me, it's the way. So. Back at the present, uh, Jazz and Prowl, uh, they have to go back to the elite guard ship where Sentinel has now captured Lugnut. Yes. And Optimus is here now, too. And Sentinel's like, oh, you're just jealous I brought this guy in. And uh, these two want to know Jetstorm and Jetfire, want to know how we did it and how we did this and did that. And Prowl interrupts and says, you know what? I call shenanigans, man. You clearly had help. Yeah. He, he points out that like, hey, where where are those Starscream's guns? Where's this? Like he, he even mentions, I only know one Transformer who takes things off of people. And at that point, Sentinel's like, fuck you, walks to, I guess, the evidence storage closet. And he pulls out Starscream's weapons and he's like, I already put them in storage, dumbass. Yeah. It's not like I'd throw them in jail with their weapons, right? So kind of makes sense. But yeah. Prowl leaves and Sentinel gets in Optimus's face about how he can't stand that somebody else is being the hero for once that Optimus can't stand. He's just jealous when in reality, all Optimus has done so far is just ask, how did you do it? Really? But this is Sentinel. He's a prick. He's even more of a prick because uh, he starts getting in Prowl's face saying, hey, if you don't watch your fucking mouth, I will bust you back to protoform. And that triggers another shut up, John. It's a flashback. (laughs) And this time he's fighting blindfolded. So I guess... It was, that was in one of the Star Wars movies, and yeah, Master yeah, Yokotron is calling out all the moves, like, flying turbo pistol attack, five servos of doom, boot to the head. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Prowl actually is successful in the fight, or at least he dodges all the attacks, and as a reward, because now he's ready for weapons, uh, Yokotron gives him his batarangs. Yeah, it'd be funny if they like, threw those out and used the box as a weapon, but <laughs> anyway, he, he Yokotron takes him into the... Temple of the Divines in Solitude, I call it, because there's an empty spot where the Shrine of Talos should be. But no, it's where there was a bust of a former student that brought shame and dishonor to the dojo. <laughs> Although when it, he uh, when they get in, Prowl's like, there's one empty spot. Is that for me? And before he can say, is that for me? Yokotron's <laughs> like, no, it was someone who left it and brought great shame. But I would have loved if Yokotron just looked at him and went, 
For oh, him, no. he says, oh, no, oh. no, 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 no. But then Yokotron uses processor over matter to open a panel in the wall, and that leads into this giant well-like room with the walls are just covered in Beast Wars-style stasis pods. They are. Now, the, the, the mind over processor over matter thing, it works later, although it's always silly that they're just humming, but... Dear listener, I'm going to tell you that you have the power of processor over matter, and it's called a garage door opener. (laughs) All he does is he looks at the door. The door, the wall doesn't rip open. It just opens a secret door. And these are also, these are already robots who can communicate over vast different distances through radio and commute. Like, he just... He didn't use processor over matter. He just pushed a button and opened a fucking door. It's like that old uh, YouTube club years ago with like the worst magician in the world. He's like standing in front of automatic doors, waving his hands and doing something beside an escalator. (laughs) Anyway, what we find out is that the the purpose of all the cyber ninjas is to protect these protoforms. So, yeah, Yokotron just presses like two buttons on the computer and they walk out. I guess he just had to set the clock for daylight saving time. And he tells (laughs) Prell, all right, now it's your turn. Use processor over matter to close the door. Which he tries and it gets almost all the way closed, but it doesn't really work. And then Yokotron says, I need to send you now on an optic quest to find your spark. But that must just be semantics because... Prowl has a spark inside him already, or he's not alive. Yeah. But uh, back in the present, back in the hallway, Sentinel comes around the corner and somehow doesn't see Prowl disguise himself as a cabinet next to another cabinet, when all of a sudden he gets a call, and uh, he asks whoever it is calling him, what, already? And then he grabs something from the other cabinet that isn't Prowl and heads out. Yeah, and Prowl, being smart, calls Jazz and says, hey, something's up with Sentinel. I'm going to go check it out. And Jazz says, I'll call for some backup and I'll meet you there. Mm-hmm. So Prowl follows Sentinel to Tigatron Stadium because it's Detroit, Detroit Tigers. Yeah, and uh, when he sneaks inside, he sees Sentinel talking to two shadowy figures that are obvious, obviously Lockdown and Liar Starscream. And Lockdown says to Sentinel, all right, you don't have to call me Bounty Hunter. Call me Lockdown. Commercial break. And when we come back, Sentinel's giving gyro stabilizers to Lockdown in return for Liar Starscream. And I really like, so, oh, sorry. Prowl shows up and then Liar Starscream says, you don't have to worry about me. I'm all, oh, sorry. You don't have to worry about me. I'm <laughs> container cuffed. And Prowl says, wait a minute. If he said it, it's a lie. And as soon as he does, Liar Starscream pops the cuffs off and attacks Sentinel. Yep. And now Sentinel's got the cuffs on. And it, the reason is because he offered Lockdown a better deal with better upgrades and Energon. Yeah, which, I mean, Anybody with any brain should have seen coming a mile away, but this is Sentinel. Uh, So Prowl (laughs) takes off. He tries to run, and Lockdown chases him. They start to fight, and this was really cool, where Lockdown starts calling all of Prowl's moves, and he's like, none of this is going to work. Prowl's like, how do you know all my training? Mm, And shut up, Paul. It's a flashback. Prowl gets home from his optics quest, I guess, and the place is just wrecked, and Master Yokotron's lying on the floor, and he's really near dead. <laughs> he tells him someone took the protoforms, but because I'm a dying ninja master, I can only give vague hints in response to direct <laughs> questions. Oh, it's also worth noting, like, all his, his armor has been removed. Uh, Prowl gets an idea to go grab a protoform, because there's a couple left. He gets a protoform and transfers uh, Yokotron's spark over to the new protoform. But just before he dies, but Yokotron says, no, 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 you never sacrifice the future in order to save the past, which is wise words. Mm, And someday you'll understand. And then he dies. 
And then he sits back up suddenly and says, it was locked down. And then dies again. <laughs> now, the, the one thing that drove me nuts here is like he lets himself die after he's been given a new body. So really, Yokotron, if you don't want to waste the past, you you have to, you know, well, this is sunk cost here. You have to continue to live. Now you're wasting a protoform. But back in... Uh the present back in left field or wherever they are prowl realizes that lockdown is the former student that uh, you know had his thing removed out of the room and he attacks and above them liar starscream gets attacked by a fireball and then a whirlwind and then these two are here yeah um he hits the ground he's still holding sentinel um jazz and optimus are there as well uh but then with prowl he basically just beats the shit out of Lockdown. He defeats him, and he's like, give me the helmet. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah, Lock- I don't think we said Lockdown's been wearing Yoko Tron's old helmet. Yeah, so Lockdown, he's like, all right, fine, here you go. <laughs> but then the helmet ties Prowl up, and the more he struggles, the faster it'll crush him. So let's get those mods first. Yeah, in his shifty cloaks, and somehow four Autobots, sorry, five Autobots and a Decepticon standing 20 feet away. Don't notice this because in the next shot, Lockdown's just carrying Prowl onto a ship. Yes, he puts him on the table and Prowl notices the sidecar that he had the last time they met. And Lockdown tells him that's a replica of of the one that you had. And I modified it for me. And he starts doing something on the workbench with his back to Prowl. And Prowl uses processor over matter to start to free himself. Humming. It works, I guess. Anyway, (laughs) outside, the Autobots are fighting Liar Starscream, who has sent noise like, there's a bit of back and forth, but eventually he just takes off and starts to fly away. Optimus grapples him and then shaving cream foams him in the face. And that just drops him and Sentinel lands like Wiley Coyote with his head straight <laughs> in the ground. Like yeah. all he needed was the sign. Ouch. <laughs> yeah. So um, Prowl frees himself. Uh, actually, Lockdown turns around and Prowl's just freed uh, and he's donned Yokotron's armor quietly i guess but they fight and their fight right away just kind of they both fall out of the ship into the baseball field and now safeguard because these two merged into their form and safeguard i guess is the the name of the combined form he blasts down liar starscream and then jazz and optimus uproot the scoreboard (laughs) and drop that down on them but unfortunately it lands on prowl too but don't worry prowl has hummed enough that (laughs) the everybody under the uh thing is is fine now let's be honest these these motherfuckers have been thrown into the earth have been had like had laser blasts that created craters a mile wide yeah a single jumbotron isn't gonna hurt them because <laughs> yeah prowl telekinetically you know grabbed it to save them and jazz calls this ooh p over m like i guess he's just all about the, the acronyms yeah because somebody thought that sounded cool um i'd like to think that phil lamar looked at the script and went really <laughs> <laughs> but uh liar starscream says ah that didn't hurt even though he's like all woozy <laughs> optimus slaps the cuffs on him but then lockdown's ship escapes Ooh, and back at uh i think it's at optimus hq oh no it's on the elite guard ship uh the autobots finally make contact with cybertron cliff jumper hey, you know what something else i'm gonna say that's great about this series cliff jumper is still alive in season three that's fantastic <laughs> did it sound to you that i guess it's david k doing his voice even though it's uncredited did it sound a bit like he was trying to imitate Casey Kasem's kind of gruff voice that he used for Cliff Jumper. Oh, I didn't. Uh, really I kind of got a little hint of it in there. I might have to go back and listen again. But anyway, Cliff Jumper, uh, he's like, "Shut up, everybody! I've got more important information." And he brings him up to date on Shockwave being Longarm, being the traitor, and attacking Magnus and stealing his hammer. His Magnus hammer, because they couldn't think of anything more stupid to call it. And uh, Ultra Magnus, you know, he's he's not well, but he is recovering. He's not dead, and he's like, "All right, Optimus, what did you have to report? Why'd you call me?" And Optimus just looks at Sentinel, then 
tells Cliffjumper, uh, we captured several of Megatron's lieutenants. Yeah, he lets Sentinel off the hook, but he does give Prowl all credit. He's like, it was all Prowl, all Prowl's fault. And when they hang up, Sentinel's like, hey, why'd you have to give uh, Prowl all the, or he doesn't even use his name, but like, why'd you give him all the credit? And Optimus flat out says, look, there's too much going on right now to deal with this shit that you're doing, but when this is all over, you and I are gonna, quote, have it out. And I would love to see that. Please let that happen in this series. Lockdown was working for Sentinel before Liar Starscream pulled a fast one on him, telling him he'd give him even better upgrades and energon than Sentinel could. Alright, fine, that's kind of Lockdown's thing, highest bidder, all that stuff. But hold on a second, he's been at this bounty-slash-trophy-hunter shit for like a million years. He has the skills, or the cunning, or the upgrades, or some combination thereof, to bring Lugnut in alive. Four Autobots working together couldn't even do that, to somewhat quote Lewis Black here. Isn't that enough? How many more updates does this guy need? What, was he built by Microsoft? And if he's been at this for a million years, where the hell is he putting all the shit he takes from his bounties? He still has the helmet he took from Master Yokotron. I'm sure he's come across other helmets in the million years since, so you know he doesn't throw anything out. Or maybe he does throw stuff out and they just don't make helmets like they used to, so he keeps this one around. Lots of things they don't make like they used to. Like operating systems. Windows 98 was a good system when they finally got the fucking thing finished, what, 15 years after they released it? They should just call Windows 10 Windows Update, because that's all it does. And seriously, iTunes, I don't want to update to whatever version And here we are at the end of another episode of To Fin Piss. It was the five servers of Doom. And Paul, what did you think of this fantastic episode? I really liked this episode, and I know you must have loved it. No humans, no sorry, no bumblebee. But uh, then again, it had Jetfire and Jetstorm. But yeah, I, I really like this one. Yeah, it was great. Uh, you know, so yeah, everything I said at the beginning, like it moves at a great pace. Everybody's smart yeah, in it. That's very, amazing. very tight. Yeah. Cliffjumper's still alive. Yes. Uh, you know, you know, my one, the only real complaint I have about this episode is this is the last Andrew Robinson episode in this series. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> I also want to point out, so Five Servers of Doom, it could have been Five Faces of Darkness, but there's a Kung Fu movie called The Five Fists of Death that was like the movie that broke or started the whole kung fu craze in American Canada like in the 70s. Okay. And because this guy had an episode named A Fistful of Energon, which was an, a reference to another classic movie, I'm going to bet this is a reference to the kung fu film and not the Transformers yeah. episode. I can kind of see that. The next episode we're going to watch is Predacons Rising. If you want to see a couple animals, you can find <laughs> us on Twitter. I'm at John Sobey. Paul is at pmacperson1. Yeah, make sure you rate and review us on your podcast app, whatever it is you listen to us with. George Takei is definitely on Twitter too if you want to follow him. Oh yeah. And uh, tell all your friends, tell everybody you know. You can tell them that they can find old episodes of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show at transformersnitpickers.podbean.com. And until the next episode, keep on transforming. See you later. Five servos of doom. Ah, ah, he said it. He said it.